Wow, I have some major news to share. I wasn't even going to do a podcast tonight. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is you've decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day. My family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we do things a little bit differently, though. We cover everything from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL Championship Soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury. My goodness, my goodness, I wasn't even going to do a show uh, today. Um, I think I said just a second ago tonight, but it is still night for me. In 15 minutes, it will be uh, the day. And um, and for some of the listeners in the Central and the Eastern, you, it already is for you. But my goodness, I got some news to share, and I was only going to, you know, it's all sons, this this whole thing is all sons. Um, Matt Ishbia was uh, introduced as the son's owner, it was official Tuesday, the introductory pr- press conference uh, was uh, yesterday, and then literally right as I'm getting ready to get on, uh, some other news broke, but I'll get to that here in a second um and 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 depending on when you listen to this it it will be obsolete but i promise it it literally just broke like a couple minutes ago and i i can't contain myself but i do have listeners that only listen to this section and you know you know what well i just be honest i do want their listenership so um two quick stories Uh, i feel like i always have to have one maybe i can relate um happy thursday to you by the way um, I, uh, my mom's birthday was yesterday and, uh, which I mentioned and, uh, um, I was able to take the day off. It was kind of a last minute thing and they approved it, which is, which is great and had the time to do it. Um, and, uh, I, um, ended up, you know, going to lunch with my mom and paying for that. And that, that looked like that's what all we were going to be able to do. We were going to try to go to a movie in the earlier part of the afternoon. Didn't work out. Um, just kind of took a little, so lot longer to kind of get ready. My mom had, was in the middle of painting her nails. So she's waiting for them to dry. And then she did some kitchen stuff to keep my aunt from doing it. So, um, because my aunt, she'll just go crazy and clean the whole house unnecessarily. And, um, that happens all the time. Um, but, uh, so, so that, that happened, had a great day, um, with my mom and, uh, with lunch. Then we came back and, um, started, uh, watching a new show until, um, it was time for me to go work. And then in right in the middle of the show, I get the notification that my time off request was approved um, and so then we did decide to go to the movie and we went to go see, um, uh, a man named Otto. I think it's, that's how the title it is. I might be saying it wrong, but the title might be different. Let's see. Hey, man, man called. See, I, it's, uh, 
not just named, but he that is his name, but that's what he's called as well, Otto. Um, so a man named, or I just messed it up again, a man called Otto. Um, it's a brand new with um, uh, Tom Hanks. It was a great movie. Um, but the show we were watching is, uh, and I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, I, I apologize. Uh, the show we were watching is, um, uh, and I've heard of it, I thought it was an NBC, but apparently it's a Netflix um, original, I think. Um, and it is Manifest, um, and uh, which is great. We were looking for something to watch since we, you know, initially didn't know we could go watch the movie. So we were looking for something to watch and uh, did that. Um, watched the pilot and then about five, ten minutes of the second episode. But great show. Um, very interesting. And I remember hearing about it. And it's already had four seasons in. I didn't know it was four seasons old. I really didn't. So I remember hearing about it. And seeing the advertisements for it and preview whatever, and so that was good. And um, and I was so excited, my how I was so excited to see my mom's excitement, the fact that I was off and we were able to go watch a movie. It was her idea, you know. It was her birthday, so I wanted her to do whatever she felt like doing. She said, "Hey, son, why don't we go watch a movie? You up with that?" And I said, "Sure." And um, you know, like I said, it was looking like we couldn't go. I was able to get the time off request just right in time, and we went to the last showing they had for it. It was a 6.45 and um, wrapped up around 9 or a little after because um, everybody knows uh, the start time of 6.45 is not really, six. you know, then. it You still you watch some other things and some other previews of things coming out, and then then the movie starts, you know, 15, 20 minutes later. And a two-hour movie puts you a little after nine. So, um, but her excitement, you know, she was excited about going. Um, she was excited about, I mean, first she went in. I had to go to the bathroom, and she she, she bought the snacks. She wouldn't let me do that, but she bought the snacks. She, she First she just wanted drinks, and then she got herself some uh, dibs, which she's never had dibs before. It was the uh, Crunch um uh, candy bar flavored um she never had that for before and she was excited about that and then she changed her mind and had popcorn but before she changed her mind i had to go to the bathroom and she was already in and she was you know a little bit lower not super low where you're like and I, i'm doing the motion right now that's why my mic is going away where you're looking like way way above your head you know um and you know but and then she's like oh I want to put my feet up on that, the, the little, um, guardrail bar. And, um, I said, sure, you can move us down here just tell me which, where, and, and I'll put my cup down and, and, uh, and then I'm, I'll, uh, go get uh, some popcorn and got a big old bucket of popcorn. And she was excited about the dibs and excited about the movie. And, and it was, it was kind of really cool to see her excitement and she, uh, you know, she had a great day. Um, I had a, I didn't do any Ubering, um, yesterday, um, but I had an Uber story that I forgot to, uh, tell the other, um, in yesterday's episode and it kind of hit me and, and now I done forgot it again. Um, I, I think I, I know what it had to do with, 
Um, I mentioned the Red Robin thing. There was something else. It just it just hit me, and then I I told her about it, and I said, "Oh, I need to tell about it later." And, and now I done forgot. Maybe it'll hit me by the end of the show, and I'll tell it in the end show. Um, but um, no two minute warning today. Um, and uh, so we'll just jump right into it. There's just not enough, you know. I'm trying to nail the two minute warning, and there's just been not enough to uh, for this show to do it. So we'll just jump right into it. Uh, Suns um, up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Breaking news: Late night on the West Coast, early morning on the East Coast. The Nets uh, are not. They're no more, at least as they started this season. Kyrie got a win in his Dallas debut, and Kevin Durant is headed to Phoenix. Adrian Wojnarowski joins us now. First, how'd it happen? Uh, Kevin, after the Kyrie Irving trade last week, the conversations between Kevin Durant and Joe Sy, the owner in Brooklyn, Sean Marks, their GM, you know, they started to move toward the idea that if there was a deal that could be done in Phoenix, that Kevin Durant would certainly be open to it and I think even eager for it. And Matt Ishbia, the new owner in Phoenix who just was approved last week, he wanted to get Kevin Durant. They tried to do this deal without Mikel Bridges. That wasn't going to happen. And there was back and forth yesterday and then tonight. And there was a thought tonight that maybe they would carry this conversation over to tomorrow. The Suns were looking at some other trades out in the marketplace. Uh, but what got it done, Mikel Bridges in this deal, four unprotected first-round picks, a pick swap, uh, all going back uh, to the Nets uh, for Kevin Durant. And uh, just a remarkable, uh, remarkable deal for the Suns. Now they pair Kevin Durant with uh, Devin Booker and certainly Chris Paul and this is a team uh, in the desert that certainly is going to have some immediate championship aspirations and uh, finally the Brooklyn Nets that great experiment Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving uh, James Harden it is finally over and this is a organization that is ready to hit the reset button you know they get back in the multiple picks here uh, but I think Matt Ishbia that new the the new owner in Phoenix, he wanted to come in and make a splash, and he's done it. <laughs> Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. Yeah, that's a cannonball off a very tall building in terms of the splash. And earlier in the show, Woj, we show how jumbled up the West is. And look, part of that's because Phoenix had uh, you know an injury to Booker. They're a very different team when he's on the floor. That goes without saying. But now they become a completely different team with with Kevin Durant. Uh, and I get the Phoenix piece with, with Ishbia wanting to make a splash, and you do. From, from Brooklyn's perspective, you called it the great experiment. That's one way to put it. Uh, th this now is a total redo. They've got all sorts of assets. They acquired a number of players, both in the Kyrie trade and in this one. How, how are they collectively viewing where they sit now? Not what happened, but where they sit right now. Yeah, well, certainly it's not a team that is a contender anymore. You know, they wanted to still be a contender around Kevin Durant, uh, but, but that's over. And so now, you, you know, you're right, Scott. This is a team that has a lot of good players. Mikael Bridges, you know, one of the best young two-way players in the league. And that was a player the Nets 
have coveted uh, for some time. Uh, Jay Crowder is in this deal. You could expect certainly that uh, Nets may have some conversations with some teams tomorrow. You know, there's great interest in Jay Crowder around the league. The Bucks have been trying to get him for months. Uh, certainly some conversations there, but the Nets still have some time here, the trade deadline to keep reshaping this. But I think once the Kyrie Irving trade happened, and this was a team uh, that Kevin Durant I think was ready to move on from, uh, his eyes had been on Phoenix since his trade request last summer. And I think for Brooklyn to get the kind of return they got on Kevin Durant tonight, and I think knowing that it was there was an inevitability to yeah. this. That if it wasn't now, it would probably be after the season. And I think for the Nets, for Durant, um, I think the timing was right. Uh, but this is, uh, again, for Phoenix, you know, just a, a chance now to really make a run at a title, especially with Chris Paul certainly at a point in his career where um, you, don't know, you don't know how much time you have left of, of him playing at perhaps championship-level basketball. Right, and I think I had written it down. Like it just, it's felt inevitable like, that, that that this was would be the end for for Durant with with Brooklyn. I just, I, I assume if you're them, you just think, what what's the best get back that we can get here? And and this is a decent haul. I mean, uh, not just in players, but you know, the four first is a, I mean, that's enormous. Is there, it's always is there is there another is there something else to happen? You mentioned Crowder and the Nets could entertain calls there. Is there is there anything else that that Ishbia would be trying to? make happen here in conjunction with bringing Durant. On its own, it's, it's quite a lot. Is there anything else? Well, listen, we've got, um, I, don't know how many, I, I don't even know what time it is, Scott. One, so we've got, how, how many hours till the 3 o'clock trade deadline tomorrow? I don't tomorrow? know, man. You couldn't wait till I was well, on my drive 13. home to tweet this, Woj. Honest to God. Yeah, so, so there, there's, there's still time, but you know, Matt Ishbia and his, uh, his general manager, James Jones, they were working you know, through tonight. Uh, to get this done, you know, this was a deal done very much on the ownership level too. Ishbia, Joe Sy, the Nets owner, I'm told, you know, there was a back and forth with them that, that began to start the conversation. And, and typically you look through NBA history and, and players of this magnitude to move, you know, those conversations are happening, happening at that ownership level. This did too, but Sean Marks, uh, James Jones stepped in and, and got this deal done here just in the last 20 minutes, Scott, uh, it literally was just agreed to. Um, but listen, the Suns, they've given up now. You know, again, those four first round picks. Um, this is a team that, you know, I think uh, not just at the buyout deadline, or excuse me, the trade deadline, but when we get into the buyout market, this is a place where players who might be, you know, who might become free get buyouts with their teams. And Phoenix becomes an appealing location. You know, You've got a team, certainly warm weather, and a team poised to make a deep playoff run. So, you know, they'll be, even if they don't get more trades done, are there some veterans that they can pick up here um, once we get past 3 o'clock tomorrow? No more tweeting until, we're, until I'm leaving, okay? I, just, just, I thought we are friends. Yes, no, no, listen. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's the, the news that just broke literally right before I was uh, – getting ready to get on. I'm kind of glad I waited this long to do it. I was going to do it about 30 minutes ago and I wouldn't have caught it or I might, have, might would have, I'm not sure. Um, but the full details, um, is the 34 year old, um, Kevin Durant 
is now a Phoenix Suns. Uh, and then, so Phoenix Suns are acquiring forward Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets in a trade revolving around small forwards, Mikel Bridges, and Cam Johnson. Man, I, I don't know how I feel about that. And that's per uh, the Athletics Shams Sharania. Shams Sharania. Um, most people say it so fast, it sound, you know, sounds different, but I want to enunciate. Anyway, um, and then uh, also uh, Jay Crowder and then four uh, first-round unprotected uh, picks for uh, Brooklyn. And then the Nets will be sending back T.J. Warren. So uh, T.J. Warren, the former son, had a great game um, the other night. Uh, and, well, not a great game. A decent game. He had a great fourth fourth quarter. He really heated up in the fourth quarter. Um, so, I mean, two players, four, three players, and four first-round picks. Very steep. It seems very, very steep to me. Um, I'm sure the conversations of who won the trade is is hard to tell. I mean, if Phoenix wins a a title this this you know this season, Durant is still injured, but he's he's working his way back. Um, so we won't see him in a Suns uniform for probably until after. Well, actually, I know this for a fact after the uh, um, after the All Star break, um, which is coming up. Um, so uh, that is for certain because they mentioned that uh, in, during the game between the Suns and the Nets um, that, that he's working his way back, but it will be after the break, um, uh, fairly soon after the break. So that's good. Um, so we'll see TJ Warren uh, pretty soon. Uh, but, man, that sucks to lose Bridges, who just really started coming into his own offensively. A great defensive player, should have been defensive player of the year, um, last year, uh, Cam Johnson, who also plays pretty solid defense, um, is a defensively, um, Mikel Bridges is better than Cam, but offensively Cam is better than, than Mikel in, in, in some ways and, and maybe a lot of ways, but the, both great players that are fan favorites. I don't even know what the fan reaction is going to be. I hadn't even read Twitter yet. Um, haven't read Facebook yet. Um, and uh, uh, maybe uh, during the um, um, Matt HBS stuff that I'm about to get into, I'll uh, pull some things up and kind of end it, you know, with Kevin Durant and some other talk if, if anything else comes out. But uh, several hours before the trade deadline, I don't expect the, uh, the Suns to make more big moves. I, I mean, I don't, they, you know... Jay Crowder was someone they're looking to trade um, two big assets, two really big young assets that they have, you know, some other smaller assets maybe. Um, I think De Devin Booker is probably the only one that's like really untouchable. I don't see them, you know, they tried to trade Chris Paul for Kyrie. Um, I think he's probably going to stay. Man, I just don't know how this is going to do with the locker room. I mean, for – Johnson and Bridges, I mean, well, their nicknames for each other is twin. So I, I'm sure they're thrilled, but I don't know how thrilled they are to leave Phoenix. The culture there is, is uh, man, uh, you can tell that I'm kind of struggling with words. I don't even know how I feel about this. I'm probably going to get messages 
um, here within the next couple of hours. Man, did you hear about the news? Did you already go to bed? You know, like, I'm like, yeah, I talked about it. It's on the podcast. Uh, but, uh, man, I, I don't even know where, um, just like I said, it seems steep. If they win a championship, then you're good for it. And if they're able to kind of keep him, I mean, he, Kevin Durant, like I said, he's 34 years old. Um, he's not young anymore, but he's not super old. You know, he's he's four years younger than um, LeBron James. He plays solid defense, obviously phenomenal offensively. Um, it's just it's hard to tell. Probably have more opinion on it, um, not necessarily for me, but you know throughout the league a little bit later. Um, but uh, again, Suns acquiring um, Kevin Durant. For, from the Brooklyn Nets and uh, for Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and um, Jay Crowder, as well as four unprotected first-round picks um, over, uh, spread out throughout the next uh, couple of drafts and then getting also T.J. Warren, former son. So, uh, like I said, more to come with that. Um, let's go ahead and get into what's at hand. We have a lot of Matt Ishbia, who was introduced to the um, the media and and as a, the Suns majority owner um, yesterday. So here is um, Tom Leander, who's kind of just the um, MC of this this little shindig. Uh, introducing Matt Ishbia, who just got this uh, trade going. So um, take it away. Welcome, everybody. I'm Tom Leander, a broadcaster with the Suns. Uh, as I get started, I'd like to say hello to some special guests who are here this afternoon, some good friends of mine as well. I'm going to start with AA Alvin Adams, Suns Ring of Honor member, is here. <laughs> Suns alum John Shoemate. Big Daddy Mark West, Sed Sabalos, Ring of Honor member Kevin Johnson is with us, Thunder Dan Marley and his lovely wife Debney. Is Debney here? Nope. Not here. <laughs> My first mistake of many. Um, and I think it's the only Hall of Famer in the hall, Ann Myers Drysdale. I'd also like to welcome the mayor of Phoenix, Kate Gallego. Thank you for coming. District 8 council member, Carlos Garcia. And city manager, Jeff Barton. Thank you again all for being here. So apparently there's a big game in town, like the Super Bowl, but there are some big things happening with the Suns and Mercury organizations as yesterday the NBA approved the sale of the teams to Matt Ishbia. By the way, I wasn't going to pause this, but I, the he approval, and if I didn't mention this before, was uh, 29 to 1. It was overwhelming, and the only team that did not, uh, you know, team's owners uh, that did not approve uh, was uh, the Cavaliers, and that's because their ownership group is a competitor, a rival, uh, if you want to call it as such, to um, 
Matt Ishbia's um, um, mortgage group, um, and I, his name is escaping me. So that's kind of you know comical, if you will, uh, as to the only team that vetoed the uh, the vote, and but obviously quite outnumbered. So we are here to celebrate new beginnings. And also, I think we should celebrate the fact that the Suns won last night in Brooklyn. So Matt, that makes you undefeated as Suns governor. Many more wins to come. As you probably know by now, Matt is a very successful businessman. He's also a hooper. He was a walk-on at Michigan State and was part of their national championship team in 2000. And one of his teammates is a former son, Jason Richardson. And Jay Rich was recently asked, what should we here in Phoenix expect to get from Matt Ishbia? He said, incredible passion, a very upbeat attitude, and certainly he's going to develop a family atmosphere. Matt's family is here. We'd like to welcome all of them, his brother, his mom and dad. I think Jeff and Joanne are here as well. There they are. I should have figured you were in the front row. Thank you all so much for being here. So let's give Matt and his family a big Phoenix warm welcome. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you very much for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Um, so honored to be here. I'm not as much of a stand in the podium guy, so, um, but thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. What an honor. An honor to be here in the city. Um, couldn't be more excited to be part of it with all of you guys. Um, and so, you know, I'm really excited to talk about a handful of things today and same time take any questions and talk about things at the end. But first and foremost, I want to just say how honored I am. You know, people say, you know, Matt and with my brother Justin and, you know, and, and a lot of the other partners that I'm the new owner. I look at it as a community asset. Um, I'm not the owner of the Suns and the Mercury. I'm the steward of it. My job is to do great things for the community. It's a community asset, and we're going to do some great things, not only in the community, but with fan experience and just doing the right thing all the time. And so I'm extremely excited about it. It's not Matt Ishbia. It's a team. And everything and anyone that's ever been successful knows it's a team game. Basketball's a team game, all sports are a team game, but life's a team game. And so I'm glad to have my family here with me. I've got my three kids, um, my brother, my parents, uh, my ex-wife's here too. I, I, everyone's here together. We're, we stay as a family. We're here together as a team, and I'm proud to now bring my family here to be part of your family. So it's a true honor. So, you know, my life has been completely tied to basketball, right? So I know... Uh, You've heard played basketball at Michigan State. It's just that's an overstatement. I sat on the bench at Michigan State, and uh, it was a great experience. I played there. I was a good high school player, and then walked on at Michigan State under Tom Izzo, and we went to three Final Fours, won a national championship. But that was done based on a team and family culture. Basketball is my life, a huge part of my life, always has been. And so when I realized I wasn't good enough to be in the NBA, how could I one day? maybe play, instead of playing in the NBA, maybe own a team. And I don't know how realistic that was, but when you set big goals, you say win, what's important now, and you start working towards them. And so I'm honored to be here and be part of it with you guys. Basketball's been a huge part of my life. Now, the success and the, and the things that go on, nothing gets done alone. And so I'm a team guy, and so I know you might not want to hear all the people I want to thank, but I have to thank a lot of people that have got me here, because no one in any line in life has done anything alone. Uh, it's always a team game. And so first, you know, Start off with Adam Silver 
in the NBA. They welcomed me. Um, the owners, what an honor. You know, they've treated me so well. They've talked to me. Even before I was an owner, they were helping me achieve this dream. And so um, Adam Silver and the, whole, and, the, and the whole NBA executive team, along with owners, have been amazing to me. And so that's been a huge, huge part. I'm so welcome and lucky to be calling partners now. The Phoenix community. So the, the, the most exciting one that I didn't know how to, you know, I feel so welcomed, you know, whether it's from people reaching out to me, whether it's social media, I can't thank the Phoenix community enough for welcoming me, my family to the Valley. I couldn't be more excited about it. And uh, the warm welcome I have felt, um, I'm uh, excited about it. Hopefully it lasts if we ever lose a game. I know we're 1-0, but um, honestly, what an honor. And this, this organization, the Mercury and the Suns, has amazing history. We got a lot of the, the superstars. I mean, I'm looking at these guys. I'm looking out here that I, I looked up to and idolized as a, kids, as a kid because I grew up in the generations with all you guys dominating and playing great things. It's such an honor to see these people here and with me. So thank you guys for being here, and thank you all the people that have showed up for this day. Um, I do want to thank Robert Sarver. He, he, he chose me to be the next owner, and I think he did a really nice job of trying to think what was best for the community. I think he had a great intentions, and I'm, I'm proud to be the next owner, along with my other new partners, which I'm really honored that there's 13 other partners. Now I've added my brother and my father, uh, but the, the, they all wanted to stay in, and that's more a tribute to the Phoenix community, the Mercury and the Suns, than anything, than more than the me, is they all said, I don't want to sell my shares. I want to stay in and be part of this family and this team with you, Matt, and with the community, and so I'm really honored, so I want to thank them as well for being here with me. Um, a couple other things, the, the Phoenix executive team, the new leader, so I got a chance to talk to the people that work at the company, the Suns and the Mercury a little bit, obviously some people that are traveling, but the people that are here, um, and they've been so welcoming to me. So the Phoenix executive team, they've been great to work with. They set up this amazing press conference, and uh, actually, can we give them a round of applause for putting this all together? I mean, what a great job by everyone. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's not easy to set this stuff up and make it, and to make me look good is hard, so I, hopefully I look average at least and I'm doing okay. But uh, also, just want to also shout out, you know, a couple of people on my team that have really helped make this happen, from, from Paul Rivers, David Zacks, Tim Kirby. These people helped make this a reality. From Peter Zern, who's an attorney, and, you know, the, and along with... Um, Adam Mendelson, you know, people that have made an impact to help me get here that are part of my, my team. And then, and then my, the last two groups I want to really hit on uh, is Michigan State basketball Tom Izzo. He made a huge impact on my life. So I learned so much from Coach Izzo on, on team, on family, but also on straight-up work ethic. Outwork everybody. And that's a big part of my mentality, which we'll talk about in a second when I give you a little bit of thoughts on the vision before I take questions. Um, but Tom Izzo has been a huge part, a huge impact on my life. My people at UWM, my leadership team there and everything, you know, I'm a mortgage guy and, and mortgages people don't think are that much fun, but we have a lot of fun doing things there and we've been pretty successful with it. And um, the last thing is my parents. My parents, Jeff and Joanne Ishbia, um, wouldn't be here without them. What amazing people they are. Um, I've learned so much. My mom's a teacher. My dad's a lawyer. learned so much from them. And my big brother, Justin, um, he's uh, you know, my best friend, but at the same time, he has a different business mind. He's going to be my partner in this, and we're really excited about that. Actually, I'd love to actually have Justin. Why don't Justin, can you give me my brother? I'll come up and talk for a second. I'd love you guys to meet my brother. Pleasure to meet all of you. I'm Justin Ishbia, Matt's brother. He's always a tough act to follow in, in so many ways. Um, the Phoenix community, uh, you welcomed us. Just in a few days, your passion for the Suns and the Mercury is clear. We can't wait to be part of what you have built and hopefully take it to new levels. Um, 
I want to take you back to the mid-90s. I think a lot of us can relate to and having an older brother and younger brother playing basketball in the backyard, playing one-on-one. Our games, Matt and I, Matt was Magic Johnson, I was Larry Bird. We played back and forth. We pushed each other, we fought back and forth. And in those early days, I was 14, he was 12. It came clear to me, I was not going to the NBA. But Matt, Matt didn't know that yet. So he kept playing and he hustled and he was a, a fabulous basketball player in high school. He averaged 25 points a game and he was a, he was a star on and off the court. Um, I went off to college and I came back one day and it was early and he was out at 8 a.m. shooting baskets over. Uh, my dad made a makeshift pole and a little hand went over that. And Matt was shooting over a guy, a pretend person that was eight feet tall. And I said, Matt, nobody in high school is eight feet tall. What are you doing? He said, I'm going to be in the NBA one day. And I know he really believed it. And uh, I think a couple years later, I think, as Matt said, we both realized that we would not be playing the NBA, but you know, it's been his dream and my dream to be here in some way. And so many years later, uh, we're honored to be able to bring our family to your community and be part of it for many years going forward. We believe in a lot of fun. Matt and I are fans. We are fans at our heart. We want to win and have a great community impact. That's what we're really excited about. So we're excited to combine family and fun and winning together. That's what us and the HBS family, family stand for. I think my parents, mom, dad, we love you guys so much. Thank you for welcoming us to the community and looking forward to many great days ahead. Thank you. And so, uh, thank you, Justin, for the kind words and the great remarks. Uh, last, and now I'm gonna talk about a couple of things, vision, and I'll take a lot of questions. First, I gotta, I can't, not thank my three wonderful children. I actually want to bring them up for a quick second and give, give me a hug. Ben, Jamie, and Joey, come on up real quick. And thank you. And my, even, so you know, family, my, my, my ex-wife allowed them to come in and wanted to come with me so we all spend time together. We still are a family. These are my three wonderful kids. They love basketball. I coach them. Uh, maybe not that good, but we do well together. All right, thank you guys. I love you. Go. Thank you guys. So, all right, so a couple quick things, and I'm taking questions because I know I want to make this, uh, you know, concise and make sure. But the, the, the big thing for me and for us, you know, as the steward of this, these amazing organizations, the Mercury and the Suns, is what's the goal? What are we trying to accomplish, okay? And so a lot of people say the goal is to win and champion. Like, we're, we're, let me get to that. The first thing is I want to think big. I want to think how do we make this the elite franchises in the NBA and WNBI? I want to make it so that everyone looks at the Mercury and the Suns as the best. What does that mean? Best in class from fan experience, community engagement, you know, culture, like best in winning. We got to win to be like, be the, like, how do we make it the best? Right. And so those are the things that we have the vision for. And we and I'm quite honestly with the, the, the tradition and a lot of the, the, the success in the past from back from Jerry Colangelo, who's obviously a legend and done amazing things all the way through to today. It's been amazing. But I want us to be the best, the best in class, the elite franchises in the NBA and WNBA. And so there's four focuses. And I'd already talked to the team about it, so this is not new to them. There's going to be four focuses that we're going to think about here in Phoenix. And by the way, once we figure these out, we're going to figure out how to keep getting better and add things to it. But, you know, this is not Matt's vision. This is going to be our vision, not only the Phoenix Suns and Mercury, but hopefully the community. Right? The first thing is i got to start with our people here. I don't call them employees. I call them team members. The culture. So I, I built a mortgage company from 12 people to 7,000 people. We are the number one mortgage company in America. It's all because of my people. We have no patents. We have no technology no one else can build. We don't have like a special interest rate discount. We just have better people. And we have the, what my vision and our vision is, we want to get the best people to join the Suns and Mercury. 
We want to train them, coach them to be the best version of themselves, and then treat them so well they never want to leave. And that's what we're going to do here. The culture, we're going to go forward and make some changes and make this thing one of the best places to work across the country. And that's a big part of success because you can't win without happy people. You can't win unless your people care. You can't do anything unless you have great people. And so first we're starting with culture and team member experience. Second thing, we're going to dominate the fan experience. I'm, I'm a fan, so like growing up, my dad would take us, whether we sit in the upper deck or we get to the lower deck or whatever, and like a fan, a player waved to us. Like that was like the birthday present and the best thing ever. Like we're going to make sure the fan experience, not only from the players, but when we're getting concessions, are people smiling? When you walk in the door, security, people saying hello, the ticket, like everyone's going to be part of it. It's got to be an amazing fan experience. We can't win all the games, but we can win every kid's heart and every person's uh, mindset every single game. We're going to make it a fun experience even when we lose, right? So understanding the fan experience is second. Third thing is community impact. We are going to make amazing community impact across this community, across this great state and beyond. And so how do we do those things? How do we make, you know, once again, this is the community asset. So how do we not use this platform to impact the community in a positive way? We will do that, whether it's from hospitals to donations to all different things, to doing things for kids. Like we're going to do a massive community impact. And the fourth thing to make this the lead franchise is we're going to win. We're going to win in everything we do, not just on the court, off the court as well. Right? We're going to, we're going to try to win a sponsorship deal. We're going to try to win the heart of that kid. We're going to try to win every game we can win. We're going to try to win championships, but we can't win every year, but I promise you we're going to try. We're going to try to win everything we can do. In my business, you know, I've never focused on money. We focused on doing those four things. Success is the key. Money always has followed. We're not sitting here focused on money. Nobody cares about money. We focus on winning, community impact, culture, and fan experience. And guess what happens? A lot of success follows. Money follows success, not the other way around. And so that's what we, the vision we think of for Phoenix. I'm excited to be part of it. I'm excited about part of it with all of you guys, and I can't thank you enough for welcoming me because I, I, I had no idea. I'm from Michigan. Right? How is everyone going to welcome me? And I can't, not only from the former players to the partners to all the fans to all the media, it's been an amazing, amazing experience so far, and I can't wait to really roll my sleeves up, dig in with all of you guys, listen, learn, find out what we can do, and make changes and make things better along the lines of making this the elite franchises in the NBA and WNBA. So with that, I'm going to pause and take some questions. I'm happy to take any questions about anything and look forward to answering uh, anyone's thoughts. So go ahead. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for giving me the go-ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, he said a lot there, quite literally and figuratively, um, and because he talks fast, um, and uh, it may seem come off that way to you as it does me. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but it was, you know, kind of cool and uh, how he, you know, brought his brother up, uh, one of his partners in this thing. Um, and they, they seem both competitive, both ready to win and want to win. So that that's great. Um, you know, you, we saw, um, at least if you watch it, and this is, um, I'll go ahead and do sound credits. Um, uh, ESPN on YouTube, uh, that was Scott Van Pelt with the uh, Kevin Durant thing. And then, of course, uh, Phoenix Suns um, YouTube page with this and um, 98.7 FM Arizona Sports. I have a couple of different things from them. Um, but anyway, um, 
uh, had his family up there, his his uh, his kids. It was just kind of funny. It was just the way they sent him off. He said, "All right, love you. All right, bye." You know, kind of get get out of here. Um, but I mean, it I, it's just the way it come off to me. But he he's not he wasn't a jerk about it. I promise it. And I hope it doesn't sound that way. But when you watch him, you know he's you know it's not it's just funny to me. Um, but yeah, he said a lot there, and he seems like a guy that's ready to compete. And of course, well, you make this big old splash the pretty much the first two days your 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 ownership has um, been available. You go get Kevin Durant, so uh, clearly he means business. And again, I still thinking about it. Don't even know how to react to that. But uh, um, great, uh, oh, you know, kind of opening statement by him, and just kind of getting getting to know him and how he does things and he's all about family, all about culture, uh, all about being a good person and uh, to to the people under you and, and um, that it's a team. He's all about team. Learned that being in high school and college and uh, he credits that to, you know, his experience of being a walk-on at Michigan State. Um, and uh, so he's all about those things, and all those things are great things. Um, and it also sounds just in, you know, he said we're all about winning, and it's not about the dollar, which um, a lot of owners are about the dollar. But he seems like, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm here to win. And, I mean, Kevin Durant is going to cost you money, especially if you want to keep him. And I think the Suns probably do. If they if they don't, they sure did a lot for a rental. Um, but – um, so he, he seems to be already true to his word on, on that front. Um, but, uh, let's go ahead and get into some, uh, questions, get to know him a little better, a little bit better of how he's going to, uh, do this thing. Hey Matt, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, Thank you. Nice to meet you. With the unique timing of your arrival a day before the trade deadline, the fan base is very eager to learn some of your philosophies when it comes to team building. So, with that in mind, what is your willingness to expand the luxury tax bill for the team for the sake of uh, potentially improving the team, not only at the deadline, of course, but in the years coming? Yeah. Thank you for the question. I appreciate it. And so, once again, one of the four things we just talked about: winning. Right. First off, I love our team. Give credit, by the way, James Jones is here and his, his leadership team, like all these guys, they've done a heck of a job, right? They've done a heck of a job building an amazing team. I'm not walking into a team like so. I feel like we can compete right now with exactly what we have. With that being said, you know, my belief system is about how do we focus on winning? How do we, can we, can we improve our chances of winning a championship? Can we do things to make sure that, but I'm not just a short-term thinker. I'm also a long-term thinker, right? I'm going to be here for 40, 50 years. You guys are going to get sick of me. I'm going to be around a long time. And so I know you can't win every single day, but we're going to try. And so uh, we are very active. And uh, the way we look at it is how do we improve our team? I'm not going to be sitting here seeing, counting the dollars, right? We're going to focus on how do we improve our team? And if there's a way to improve our team, we're going to look at doing it, but we're not going to sacrifice long-term for short-term, right? But we are going to try to win every day. And so hopefully that answers the question. Thank you. Does seem to be a little bit of a sacrifice for uh, long-term for short-term because you gave up two great young developing and they're developing well at, um, players for, you know, again, a 34-year-old. He's a spectacular player, MVP, you know, all, uh, all-star, da, 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 all these different things, probably a Hall of, Hall of Fame pe- player. Um, um, so 
But he also did say, if we can make the team better, we're going to. And, and, and it's kind of interesting. So ne- knowing what we know and what we already went through, uh, you know, he's not wrong on his word. Um, I keep on coming back to that. Um, I, I, so I guess I am kind of glad that this news broke. Uh, so I can keep on pointing to that. But he seems to be accurate in what he's saying and true to what he how he's feeling. Again, he said it again already, not counting dollars. So... Um, you know, it, it could um be good. And Woj said it earlier. Uh Adrian Wojanowski uh said earlier, you know, he this could be a team that uh um could be a destination for um buyouts. And the buyout period is for um expiring contracts and you just, you know, buy buy their contract out and boom, they're on your team. Um, and you can you can get some solid players that way. Um, so I, I mean I don't think they're they're done in no form or fashion at all as far as the the Suns go. Um, so uh, I guess I guess we'll we'll see what um, what happens. Matt Gerald Borgay with PHNX Sports. Hi, oh, welcome to the Valley. Hey, are thank you. Nice um, to meet you. I had a question last night. There was obviously the report about Isaiah Thomas, which has since been debunked, given what you've said about the team member experience and the way that a lot of fans and employees here were kind of jaded by the work conditions here under the prior regime. Uh, My question is twofold. Will Thomas be involved at all? And number two, what is kind of your message to those fans and employees as far as how things are going to work moving forward? Yeah, thanks for the question. So, yeah, uh, you know, I don't read all the reports, but uh, the way I look at it is this. Isaiah Thomas is a great friend of mine. Right, and I have a lot of great friends. Isaiah Thomas is a is someone that knows basketball inside and out. He's not someone that I have in a role or have a, a established role. I think that was reported. There's some role. There's no there's no role for Isaiah at this time. My belief system is this: I'm coming in. There's no changes. Like I try to explain to the team upstairs. Like I know uh, our CEO is CEO is no longer with us. I don't plan on coming in and making changes today. I come in listening, learning humbly. Like I I'm a mortgage guy. I love 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 basketball. I love business. So I feel like it can be pretty good. But the next 60, 90, 120 days is about listening and learning. And you're going to hear a lot of things. about. Like, so I have a little different ba- background where I'm very involved with basketball. I have a lot of great friends in basketball. You know, I know you mentioned Isaiah, but I have friends, I'm friends with Magic Johnson. I have connections with Tom Izzo. If you, if you read all the things I've heard uh, that will happen, I mean, we'd, we'd have 72 people you know, running the company with me here that I've never met. Like, so how about the way I always tell people is, I will be direct, I will be transparent when I'm gonna hire someone or bring someone on. You'll hear it from me first. Don't listen to the rumors because you'll hear it from me. You can just call me and ask me. I'll pick up the phone and say, nope, we're not doing that. Or, hey, we're thinking about this in the future. Here's what we're looking at. But there's nothing happening right now. Thank you for the question. Great. Hey, man, Mark McLoon, 3TV CBS 5. Sorry, welcome I'm sorry, to I can't hear your first name. Hey, Mark McLoon, 3TV CBS 5, welcome to town. Mark, thank hey, you. Uh, just, just curious, as this deal is closed, how much you have been able to dig in and, and kind of help make the decisions here leading up to the trading deadline and how involved you will be in the, in the basketball day-to-day? Well, so with both the Mercury and, and the Sun, so like, listen, I'm a believer of great, great people, empower them, support them in every way they can so they can make the right decisions. I think we've got great people leading the Mercury organization and great people leading the Suns organization from a basketball perspective and from a business perspective. And so how active and involved, I mean, I'm involved because I'm in the weeds. I, draw, I, I, I roll my sleeves up, I mean, I can get in the dirt. Like I love being involved with everything. However, I know that, you know, if, I'm, if you're asking me about a player here, like 
James watches the film, right? He's watched 100 hours of them. I, I, I watched the game like you did, right? And so we look at it a little differently. However, I do have a basketball mind where I think I can be valuable. Uh, but at the same time, I'm empowering my people to make decisions. I'm going to obviously be very active and involved with it. Um, but at the same time, uh, my job as a leader is to give, put the right people in place, give them all the resources and support they can have to be successful, and then let them do a great job. That's uh, some good news um, that, uh, and, and I wouldn't mind if he, you know, was hands-on, um, but he's not a metal, you know, doesn't sound like he's going to be a meddling owner. Um, he, he's played basketball in high school and college, um, won a national championship, uh, learned a lot. Um, and so he, you know, one of the few owners, I don't want to say the only, but one of the few owners I believe that has actually played the sport at least at you know at some uh, not just at some level but at, at a decent decently high level. I mean, uh you know, great competition in college. And um so uh you know, he he knows it, but you know, he's saying I'm not, you know, I'm going to leave it up to these guys that uh, we pay to do this job. You know, to be talent evaluators. I'm not a talent evaluator. And so that's good news. Good news that, you know, that he knows, you know, what to kind of look for and how he feels about uh, such and such. But he's not going to be, you know, hovering over and, and, uh, you know, quote, unquote, a meddling owner. So that's really good. I love that. Thank you. Hi, this is Dave King with Bright Side of the Sun. Um, Matt, you? I, thank you. Good to meet you. Nice um, to meet you. I have a question to follow up on that. You have a reputation as a very hands-on CEO, always around. You take, you know, we talked, heard about you take Thursdays so you can just walk around to different departments. How are you going to do that kind of management across the country? How do you plan on really putting your imprint on this team uh, from a distance? Yeah, great question. Thank you for the question. And so, yeah, you know, I'm very hands-on. I love to, you know, I'm, I, as you mentioned, my Thursdays in my office in, at UWM, I don't take meetings. I walk around. I talk to people, not talking to my leaders. I talk to people that are actually doing the jobs, find out what's going on, and find out how we can make things better. That's how I've improved. That's like going and creating work for myself to go get us better. And so I plan on doing the same thing in Phoenix. However, as you, you point out, I'm not going to physically live here. I got these three wonderful children. I live in Michigan. However, I'll be out here quite a bit. I'm the CEO of a publicly traded company, and I love that. I love the mortgage business. I'm going to be dominating that. We are the largest mortgage company in the country. I'm going to continue to do that. However, I will be very active, very engaged. And I think at the beginning, how do I make sure we set the right tone and culture? But once again, surrounding myself with great people. I started this whole thing off about team and family. and all. That's what makes the difference. It's not going to be a Matt Ishpia show. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a Phoenix Suns and Mercury show. It's going to be a team, a we show, not an I show. And so with my brother, he's active, I'm active, along with, we got other partners too. And we got other people that are part of it, you know, that have, that have done great things. We have other owners that are alternate governors. I've had Sam Garvin. I know John DeJohn. Like, we have people that are around. And I already got great leadership in place. And so we are going to make some changes once we figure out what those are. But right now, like, I believe knowledge creates confidence and confidence creates success. I don't have the knowledge to know what things we're going to do, but I'm going to be in the weeds, and it's going to be, yeah, I'm going to be traveling a little bit more back and forth and being involved, especially um, as we get this thing going. Thank you for the question. 
Matt of Richard Signs, Fox 10 here in Phoenix. Hi, Rich. Thank Welcome. you. Uh, you. You kind of touched on this current team and, and then the job James Jones has done in, in kind of building this team. When you looked at the potential purchase of this team and you looked at how good the franchise is now and the history that this franchise has had, you know, going to the final several times, how much did that add to, add to the excitement of being able to purchase this particular franchise as opposed to any other franchise? Yeah, well, this, to be clear, this particular franchise was the target, right? This is not a, oh, they're for sale. This was, I can't believe they're for sale. I'm so excited about the Mercury and the Suns and how can I be involved? And so a lot of people ask me, oh, it looks like you paid, like, I was going to go get this team. This is the dream, the dream city, the dream opportunity, the dream organizations. And, uh, you know, in my head, I couldn't believe it became available. You know, and I'm 43 years old. I'm so excited it did. And so I guess the way I answer that question is, did it have something to do with it? Absolutely it did. I mean, this city, I think, is unbelievable, right? And for me, I mean, I'm from Michigan. For me to come out here in the winter, I'm going to be out here, back to your last question, I'll be out here a lot, you know, um, unless you want to come up to the snow with me. So, like, it made, it made a big impact. This is, this is not just another NBA team, right? This is the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Mercury, right? Great history, great tradition, great former players. At the same time, great, great, great community and opportunity. And uh, I'm really excited about it. That's why when this became an opportunity, my brother and I and my father, we said, no matter what, that's the one. We're going. We're going now. And let's go figure out how to do it. And, and it takes what it takes. It's the same we have at our company. Like, pay $4 billion. It takes what it takes. I want to be part of this with you guys. Hopefully you guys recognize how much passion and love I have behind basketball, but also the Mercury and the Suns because of that. Um. You know whether you believe him or not. You know it's uh, up to you. I I I somewhat do, but you know there there is a little, uh, you know caveat to that. Um, and the original report when, it, you know that it's that Sarver was selling the team, and then it was going to be Matt Ishbia that that's you know bought it, and then of course yeah it had you know had to be official. So it's been a little while since he, um, bought it, but he's official now. And the original report is that 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 um, from Adrian Wojnarowski that uh, he said that this is a guy that has been looking to get involved on this level for some time, and you know so obviously one thing is you have to do is a have have the money and b find. <laughs> find or either create an opportunity or wait for an opportunity to purchase a team. It probably doesn't come out often unless, you know, you can say, Hey, um, you know, may, even if, you know, Robert was, you know, was a great owner or whatever. Um, maybe, maybe Matt Ishbia was targeting the Suns, or, you know, whether you believe it or not, or, or any team. And he could have been, you know, hey, I want to buy this team from you. I honestly believe that, you know, it could be a combination of all that stuff uh, with, with Matt Ishbia. Like I said, he seems like a, hey, this is this is what he's always wanted to do. He never got to play in the NBA, but he wanted to be involved somehow, and and he made it happen. So, um, you know, so a part of that is kind of exciting too. Um and uh, you know he says it's the target. All we can do is believe him that hey, this was always um what he wanted to do, and 
and where he wanted to be. So I guess that that's that's good. And you know, someone that wants to be here and it's you know living out his own dream that makes it special. And a question. Good. Hi, uh, Baxter Holmes with ESPN. Uh, Baxter. Who do you expect to lean on to adjust to uh, your role now as an NBA owner, a new position, whether it's other owners, people around the league, people outside of the league? Yeah, great question. So, so first off, Baxter, you know, the way I think about it is I don't, I've never done this before, right? So, but I'm going to roll my sleeves up and dig in. That's first. Second off, you got to use your resources. So that's why, you know, former NBA players, other NBA owners, you know, everyone, like, by the way, I'll ask you, I'll ask people around, like, I run a mortgage shed with 7,000 people. It's not, I only, don't only talk to the executives or other mortgage winners. I talk to people that, you know, are the security guards. I talk to people, like, I'm going to figure out how to be great at this with my team. And so the answer to the question is like, I'll lean on a lot of external people, but at the same time, I'm going to start with our internal people and say, hey, how do we do this? How do we make this an amazing place? Not just for basketball, for Suns and Mercury, but also even the arena. Like, how do we make this like, like, how do we do all those things tied to those four things? And so I don't have like, hey, Matt's going to call Jenny Smith every day. Like, who's going to call? Like, Matt, I don't have a person that I'm going to tell you. However, I have a lot of people, and I mentioned some of them earlier with basketball background, but also outside of basketball. I got my brother, my dad. I got my, you know, I got, I got family, I got people, but at the same time, there's a lot of basketball people I'm close to. And to be honest, the owners, like it's really cool how how amazing they've been connecting to me. I know outside of the let's talk about a trade, let's put that aside. Everything else is like, let me help you, let me help you, and that that's a cool 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 part to be part of that. That they all think like we're a partnership, we're a team, and so I have a lot of resources to use that. Thank you. For um. Only thing I'm gonna say here is Baxter Holmes was the um, uh, ESPN uh, that wrote up the article on ESPN that that kind of really put a lot of this in motion and you know putting all the report on uh, Robert Sarver and and uh, even um, um, Jason Raleigh and and all that um, and, and everything that happened there. So he's the one that kind of put this all in motion and, and so i mean you you almost kind of can give him like uh some kind of uh round of applause or something like that let's see i think i have a a button you know uh i mean i'm kind of being facetious but it it just like uh hey thank you for for helping us uh helping us out um Baxter Holmes for breaking this so we can uh have this new potential great owner you know boom appreciate it baxter holmes thank you man we appreciate it um <laughs> i mean i again like i said i'm being being facetious but um because you don't want that news out out about you know the, this terrible human being but um you know it had to start somewhere and all that kind of put the pressure on robert's heart of his cell and boom there you go so um but uh, as he said, he's never done it before. You have to rely on on people that are already doing it and doing uh, are in the process of it. So, um, and it's great that you know the ownership group throughout the league they're willing to you know help you out. I mean, it's good to have a good relationship with the owners throughout the league. That's how you get things done, and they work out for for both sides. The question. Dana Scott from Arizona Republic. How are you? Congratulations on that. Thank you. 
in acquisition. So I'm wondering, what are some of the things you learned from Tom Izzo in evaluating talent that you were looking to apply to the Suns team? Well, so good question on evaluating talent. Once again, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on sports side. You know, I got, we got Jim Pittman and, and, and James on the, on, the, on, the, on the Suns side. Like, they evaluate talent in their teams. And we got scouts and we got great people for, from a basketball player perspective. But what the things that I look at and value um, that maybe are a little different than what other people look at um, is, is, is leadership, culture, amazing work ethic, and amazing attitude. And so I want leaders. I want people to do the right thing all the time, right? Like I look at players and we got players on our team that high-fiving fans, doing the right things, come in early, stay late. Like work ethic, attitude, and leadership traits are a big thing. When I played, and actually like leadership drives a lot of success. And so those are the three or four things I look at when I'm evaluating talent, but that's not just basketball. That's chief marketing officer, right? That's you know, security, like, I look at those things and work ethic and attitude are things that built my business on at UWM because I know that every person controls that every day. How hard they want to work, how positive they're going to be because a lot of things happen. Having a, the right attitude and mindset is a big part of the success. So those are things I really value as a leader and as an owner of a business and also as, you know, the steward for the Mercury Suns in the arena. Thank you for the question. All right, we have time for one final question. One question, okay. Uh, Kent Summers with the Arizona Republic. Just to follow up on the Isaiah Thomas question, you said there's no role for him at this time. Are you leaving it open that there could be in the future? So here's what I'll say. There's a role for you in the future. There's a role for anyone in the future. The way I look at it is it's like I have no plans. Like people are like when I see things tweeted out and, I, and I'm learning quick, right? I'm learning, you know, yeah, like there's been there, I have no plans for anybody to come into my organization at this time, right, until I evaluate what we've got, whether it's, you know, you personally, whether you said Isaiah Thomas, whether you say like any name you want to use, Maddie Johnson. I've heard, I've heard, I mean, I, you've seen if you you probably followed really closely. The amount of people I've looked to hire, supposedly, and that are coming to Phoenix um, has been, I mean, there's been at least 15 people that have been tied to me. And what I'll tell you is this, and the good part you'll learn about me, and maybe the PR people will love this about me, is like, I'm extremely, extremely transparent. When I have an idea and you think I'm going to do something, you'll hear from me. You'll, I'll tell you exactly, and I'll tell you why. And I'm focusing on winning, community, fan experience, and culture. And if I feel like anybody, whether it's a marketing person, an executive, a former NBA player, a new owner, like even people want to join the ownership group, you got to understand and have the same vision. And so I'll let you know when we look to hire someone. Uh, I promise you it will not come out via any tweet, and no one will know about it until it gets announced by me. And you can always call me and ask me, and I'll tell you the truth about what's going on. But there's no people that we're hiring at this time. Thank you for the question. So I'll, I'll finish up. I'm going to turn it back over to Tom, but thank you once again. I really appreciate it. I know I'm going to get a couple pictures with my family and some people, but thank you so much for being here. Hopefully you can feel my passion and excitement and energy, and I'm so proud to be part of this with you guys, and we're going to have a heck of a time doing great things with Mercury and the Suns for years and years to come. So I'll turn it back over to Tom. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I saved uh, one final shout-out for the end. Another Ring of Honor member, Tom Chambers is here, and I saved that for last because he and I do all the broadcasts together, and I kind of knew after listening to Matt that we're going to be even more energized with all of our shows moving forward. So Matt, thank you very much. Thank you for all the great questions. Uh, we will have a reception here in the pavilion, so that is open to all of you. Thank you once again for being here. Go Suns. Very cool. There you, there you have it. Um, 
to to the Isaiah Thomas thing, um, you know, it was kind of reported during the uh, broadcast uh, from the other night, uh, Suns and and uh, and um, and the Brooklyn Nets uh, from um, Chris Haynes. As a matter of fact, he he was talking about it, and it was kind of one thing he was being told or that that he would you know kind of join the Suns in some form or fashion in the front office or whatever. Um, he's usually not wrong. Uh, I mean, he doesn't report, um, I, I, is he's for the athletic or one of the two. Um, so he doesn't really report for the NBA like, like, um, Brian Windhorse or, uh, Woj, but, uh, um, he, he's usually not wrong. So, I, you know, I don't know where that came from. And, and, uh, they said that it was debunked. Um, said in the press conference just you know earlier, and um, that that's kind of put been put to bed. But um, he definitely could be an asset, and and you know he didn't answer it, but it does seem like you know if that's the right thing to do, you know back to earlier, if it helps us win, he he'll do it. But you know it definitely seems like that's not what they're doing right now. So it, it probably uh, possibly could happen. Um, moving on, uh, with, uh, Bicklin Murata, uh, who, uh, just had the, had a little bit of reaction, um, and, and also Kellen Olsen, um, just like literally it was immediately after the, uh, press conference. And then we have some, uh, um, reaction from, um, on the Wolf and Luke show coming up, but, uh, here's, uh, Bicklin Murata and, uh, Kellen Olsen. At Footprint Center with reaction to the Matt Ishbia introductory press conference, the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. I'm Vince Murata. You know Dan Bickley. You know Kellen Olsen. Uh, Bick, uh, it wasn't like your normal, this is an owner taking over a franchise press conference, your initial reactions to what we heard from Matt uh, Ishbia. Matt Ishbia talks very, very fast. He talks faster than I do. He's very excited. I like a lot of what he had to say. Um, I love the fact that he said you can't win without happy people. I, so I think he's got a real good idea of what a good workplace culture is. But we all know the big story coming into this was the Isaiah Thomas question, the report that leaked last night that Isaiah was going to assume a prominent role at some point in time in this front office. And for a guy who described himself as extremely, extremely transparent, he was very slippery around the Isaiah Thomas question. Said he would not be hired at this time. That's this the, time, Vinny. Maybe some other time, but not this time. That stood out to you too. Yes, yes. yes. But uh, but again, I this is this has to be viewed and framed as a day of celebration for Suns fans because, as I've said repeatedly, not many sports towns get a reprieve from a real bad owner, and we in Phoenix receive that. Absolutely. And to focus on the basketball part of it, Kellen, you asked the question about, hey, what about luxury tax threshold in building a winner? A little bit of slipperiness there as well. But, you know, he, he talks about, you know, money follows success and the Suns are successful right now. So you could ostensibly make the connection. He might go there. Yeah, I think. Well, a lot of what he talked about, including the Isaiah Thomas point, Dan, is like the actions are going to come down to it. Like if you do not hire Isaiah Thomas, then fair enough. Would we have liked him to, after Ken Summers wisely followed up and, and on the at this time point, would we have liked to just hear no? Yes, we would have. And, and we say we, we're talking like on behalf of the people who work in that building every day who had to deal with that 
the allegations and, and what the investigation found in regards to Robert Sarver and how the workplace was toxic for them at times. And I think that's the big overarching thing from this day and this story in particular is those people getting that type of, I want to say reassurance, but we're not even at reassurance yet. We're at assurance. They need to be assured. Right. And then you want to continue to see that reassurance from there. When it comes to the tax question, yeah, we didn't really get a great answer there, but his actions will speak for that. So if we do see them trade for someone tomorrow that is on a long-term salary, because I think all of us together were Eric Gordon can't talk about him. Boyan Bogdanovich can't talk about him because they're years after on their salary. Now we can talk about him, but now we got to see too, and we'll see the actions. Yeah. A lot of the same reactions you guys had. Uh, again, I don't. This was unlike any press conference I've ever attended um, from the very beginning. I don't like to stand behind a podium. You definitely got that energy yeah. of a, a, a CEO of a big-time mortgage company addressing his team and keeping them upbeat. And uh, I agree with you, Kellen. That is something that you know. We in the media, we can focus on. But for the people that work in this building, you could almost feel it. Like that sense of relief. We talked to a couple of longtime employees who said, ah, I can breathe a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, and, and that change, day one, it's, it's got to be exciting for them. And that bleeds over to the fan base as well. You can sense the energy kind of changing already. I think even back in... September, all of us were like, wow, DeAndre Ayton seems like he's in a horrible mood. What's going on here? And then it, the reports, not the reports, just like everyone in the room just sen sensing the doom and gloom. But it was just that situation with Robert Sarver that was really hanging over them. Yes, they had a lot of other events transpire, including how they exited in the playoffs, but that is ultimately what it came down to. And that energy now being out of that building and staying out of that building is the most important part because there is a trickle-down effect. It goes to the people that work in sales. It goes to the starting center on your, fran on your franchise. It just works in that kind of way. And to your point, Vince, I think it was 7,000 people that he said he works for. So... I think you want to see that sort of direct energy that he talked about. He used the phrase getting in the weeds, and that's what they need to reestablish and rebuild the foundation of their culture internally. I think one of the cool things today that I noticed was Dan Marley was here, uh, and Dan Marley had not been here a lot in recent years. He was here for the reunion, as you know, but other than that, he had kind of stayed away. Kevin Johnson was here. So you saw a lot of the Suns family, and I think one of the things that struck me about last night and if there was a reversal of, of, of course with Isaiah Thomas or whatever that happened to be, I think Matt Ishbia found out really quickly via social media how passionate this fan base is, uh, how engaged they are at the moment, how traumatized they've been by the last, you know, better part of the last 15 years or so, and, and just how on edge they are to see this thing through and get this championship that seems so close to us just 19 months ago. Yeah. Well, you know where to go to get more reaction on the Matt Ishbia takeover of the Phoenix Suns. You'll get it in words from Dan Bickley and Kellen Olsen. You'll get it in words uh, in podcast form from Kellen Olsen and Kevin Zimmerman. And on live radio from us and Wolf and Luke and Burns and Gambo on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. There you have that. Um, have a little bit more that we're going to do. Um, yeah, I think it speaks volumes. I, you know, Bick said it right there. Um that uh, some of the Suns alum, you know, that are in the Ring of Honor, some some of them, uh, uh, Hall of Famers, um, you know, so not just Hall of Fame, you know, which is that's what the Ring of Honor is for the Suns, but Hall of Fame for the NBA. It means a lot that he is there, and it's kind of it's kind of them being there is already them approving of what's taken place, and so um, most definitely. Uh, speaks uh, volumes uh, about it. So, um, 
now we'll jump into uh, some, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of one-on-one interview style um, between Wolf and Luke and uh, Matt Ishbia. He uh, joined them um, pretty much immediately after the uh, press conference for a couple of minutes. So uh, we'll listen in on that. Um, and then we'll wrap it up uh, with uh, Kellen Olson and his reaction. You just kind of heard from him real quick there, but he also joined the show. Um, and so we'll kind of uh, wrap it up with him. He kind of, you know, like I said, he, I like what he has to say. Kellen does. He, he has a great grip of what the Suns are doing and some good sources and, and whatnot. And, he, you know, he's he just really pays attention. So we'll wrap it up with him. I kind of feel like that's a good way to do it. But here is Matt Ishbia with uh, Wolf and Luke on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke, and we are pleased to be joined on the Arizona Sports Line by the Phoenix Suns' new owner, Phoenix Mercury's new owner as well, Matt Ishbia, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Matt, thank you for the time. I know it's a busy day. I know this is a big day to you and your family. Uh, Can you just kind of start there, what your emotions are now being the owner of an NBA team? Yeah, well, really honored. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, what an exciting day uh, for me and my family. But uh, hopefully, it's an exciting day for Phoenix. I'm, I'm so I've been so welcomed here by everyone. Uh, it's an honor to be here, and I'm really excited about you know digging in and hopefully doing great things for years and years to come together as a community and family. Matt, it was really cool to hear you because I could hear the passion that you have for the game. You actually said basketball is my life. Having said that, do you have a philosophy as to how the game of basketball is to be played? Yeah, I have a lot of belief systems around basketball. A lot of my learned from Michigan State playing for Tom Izzo, but also a lot of them learned watching basketball. I, I love basketball. I'm in the weeds of basketball. I love you know every detail of it. Um, you know, I'm real big on leadership, and so I'm real big on uh, you know culture and team. And so, like everyone's got a role to play. And so sometimes um, teams that win are teams that have the best cohesiveness and culture together, not just the best players. And so I'm really big on fit and working together as a team and I have a lot of beliefs on rebounding and different things that I'm sure you don't want to get all the details but the reality is that I've got a lot of experts here in Phoenix already for the Suns and the Mercury that know what they're doing and are in the weeds of basketball and how they believe it. I'm going to do everything I can to support them in every way possible. Talking to new Phoenix Suns owner Matt Ishbia. Uh, Matt, you mentioned during your press conference today, you know, it's not just, hey, I got to buy a team. I got to buy the Phoenix Suns. You mentioned how you and your brother, it was, it, this is like, this is the time to jump on this. It's a unique spot buying a team that's already a contender as you buy it. What, what is your, your spending philosophy going forward? Because the trade deadline's tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'm excited. You know, first off, I think we've got a great team. I love the team. I think the, we got all of our draft assets. We've got a lot of great young players. We've got good expect. We're a great team, especially when we're healthy, obviously, as we're finally getting there. Um, but at the same time, you know, I want to increase the probability of winning a championship. What can we do to get a little bit better? What can we do to improve that opportunity? And so, um, you know, spending is not the thing I'm sitting here thinking about. What I'm thinking about is winning and how do we win? And if we can get an opportunity to win and put our team in better position, not just short-term, though, long-term. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to throw away the future for today, but at the same time, I want to win today, I want to win tomorrow, and in the future. And so how do we do that in the most intelligent way? And uh, that's my philosophy, and that's what we're digging in. And I know I got, you know, you know, about a day left. Uh, if we want to make any changes, so I'm, I'm heavily involved with that and excited to, uh, you know, either um, make a move or at the same time 
continue to find ways to improve our team. Yeah, and that, just to follow up, Matt, was it important to you to take control of this team before the trade deadline? You know, obviously, it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, you know, credit to the NBA, I think, you know, based on the way the contract worked, um, I had a, I had a little bit of control prior to to where, you know, trades were, you know, were, were involved with, with the new owner. And so there were some things that were in there. So I wasn't, it wasn't make or break. I know a lot of people were concerned about that, um, but I've been involved uh, and able to be involved with it um, prior to today. However, with that being said, it's a whole different level when I actually own it and the press conference is done and, and, and the money's out of my account and we're doing this. It's a little different than, you know, a week or two weeks or a month ago. We're talking to Phoenix Suns owner Matt Ishbia. Uh, Matt, this is a good day for Suns fans because they're getting a sense of who you are. And I just wonder, you know, have you been able to, I know you said a lot of people here have already helped you out. Have you gotten a sense of what this basketball team means to this community specifically? Absolutely. That was one of the big draws about Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns is a destination for me as an owner. Like, it's not just for players. It's like, this is this is the community's asset. It's the community's team. Everybody loves the Suns. How do I come out here and, and uh, you know, I, the way I look is I work for you guys. I work for the fans. My job is to, to do a heck of a job because I know there's a lot of responsibility and I know how passionate people are on it, behind it. And guess what? I promise you there's not going to be anyone more passionate than me, but I, I know there's a lot of people right there with me. And so I'm excited to have people by my side that care about every detail and we're going to do our best to to win and have fun and make a great fan experience and all those things um and we're going to do our best every day matt as a former professional football player i played 10 years in the nfl i shouldn't have been there 10 days but i'm fascinated by this question to you right now you played the game at a high level what basketball attributes do you respect in a basketball player yeah, well, well, I don't think I played at the highest level as you did, right? You know, I'm just trying to figure out. You know, I played in college. I was the the third string point guard on a national championship team and played there for four years with the three final fours. And so I learned a lot. But what I truly, truly value is is leadership, is cohesiveness, teamwork. But on top of that, to put those aside, like as a player, like. Like, I love the guys that are grinding, that are hustling, that are putting in the effort, not only on the court, but also before the games or after the game. And so, like, I really, really look up to and respect that level of detail and effort. Um, and that's a big part of how, who I am and kind of what I did at the same time, like, I, I wasn't good enough. So getting players that are actually good enough, that have that type of heart, that drive, that love, that care about the game, uh, it's really something I value. Talking to Suns owner Matt Ishbia. Uh, Matt, you, you, you talked about this during your press conference. I know there's been a lot of names thrown around and you already shot those down. But in terms of usually when, when somebody takes over the team and there's a new boss, there are ultimately some changes. And I know you said you don't plan any right now, but, but how big are these next few months of this season and shaping what changes you think might need to happen? Well, not only the next couple of seasons, it's really more about the time that I get in here and get the chance to meet everybody. Like, I've been meeting it as the next owner, you know, the next, the next guy, but now I'm actually in here with everybody. And so meeting every person from the person that, you know, sells the tickets, the person that markets on social media, to meeting the, the GM, of course, each player, understanding what matters, like, I'm going to be involved and figure it out. So, you know, the time frame, the next 60, 90, 120, 180 days is about listening, learning, finding out, 
who's going to be aligned with the vision around the new Phoenix Suns and Irving mentality, around, like I said, winning, community impact, fan experience, and an amazing culture here at the company. And so how, who's going to be aligned with that? That's what I'm going to look at. So there's no, like, you know, there's no, I told my the people today before even press conference, they go, guys, there's no change. I have no, I have no expectations. I'm going to come in and figure it out. I'm going to find out who's all in and who's not and figure out who's aligned and who's not, and then we're going to go from there. Matt, how different do you expect the team to be after the trade deadline? Do you expect your team to be aggressive at the deadline? So, uh, two questions, I guess. One is, yes, we'll be aggressive. Two, how different will it be? You know, that all comes down to what happens by, you know, three Eastern tomorrow or one out here. Um, You know, so... You know, I don't know what the team. I do think you'll see a different. Um, you'll, you'll see something different than you see today. But I don't know if it'll be, you know, just one edition or it could be a couple of editions. The way I look at it, is, you know, I don't want to mess up what I think is a great thing. We got a great team. We got a great upside with long-term assets. Like I said, draft. We, like we're, we're in a really great position. I don't know if people realize, like, I've looked at other MVPs, not to buy, but just studying them because I'm trying to be a, a student of the game. And I don't think people realize how good the Phoenix Suns setup is right now. I think we are, um, you know, we're competing, and we, we, we have not more into the future. And then, like, we have a lot of great things. So I feel really good about that. Great young talent. We got one of the best stars in all basketball here on our team. We got a great, we got a great, we got a really great team. Talking to Matt Ishbia, uh, Matt, you obviously have a basketball background. If I spent billions of dollars on something, I would want to be hands-on. I know you addressed this a little bit, but but how? what is your, your interpretation of being hands-on and, and how active do you plan on being? Well, I plan on being active um, because I, cause I care and I want to be involved. Like I said, I work for you guys. I work for the community. And so if I'm going to be accountable... Um, then I, bet, I, I better be active. I better be involved. Now, does that mean I'm going to be, you know, in the office at 4 a.m. every day and stay till 9 p.m. like I do maybe in my mortgage business? No, but it means I'm going to be out here a lot. It means I'm going to put great people in position to succeed, empower them with the resources that they need to succeed, and then hold them accountable to success. And being involved with that is you got to be active. I got to know what everyone's doing. I can't hold the social media uh, leader accountable to great social media content if I don't understand what they do on a day-to-day basis and how they create the content and how they say, like, what, what, like, I got to be involved. And so I will be involved. Um, that's something I learned from Izzo about being in the weeds. And my mortgage company has 7,000 people and I'm in the weeds of every detail. And I love it. Matt, when I hear you speak, I hear humility. Where does that come from? Well, I'm humble because I know that I don't know that much. You know, I'm humble because I've grown my whole life. Just I'm a roll my sleeves, blue collar, let's outwork everybody else. And that's what I've done my whole life. And that's what I'm going to do out here. And so my parents, my mom's a school teacher for 25 years in Pontiac, Michigan. My dad is an attorney. Like, that's, that's all I know. My brother and I are doing this together. My brother's a great guy. Hopefully you guys will meet him too. Like, we came from that. Like, let's just roll up our sleeves. We're proud and honored that I have this opportunity. Like, what a, what a luxury. What a, what a successful thing. I'm so lucky that you guys want to talk to me. People care. And, I, and now I got responsibility. I need to do right by the Mercury and the Suns and this whole community. And I love that responsibility. And I take it very seriously. Matt, congratulations on the purchase. Thank you for the time. Good luck, all right? Thanks so much. Great That's talking bad. to you guys. Thanks. You too. All right, so there's that little tidbit uh, with um, with uh, Matt Ishbia and talking with uh, uh, Wolf and Luke. Uh, learn a little bit more about him there. 
um, next and uh, last, we'll go ahead and get some a uh, little bit more reaction and uh, uh, Kellen Olson with uh, Wolf and Luke on on that. So let's uh, let's listen in. It is Wolf and Luke. So you know it's big wolf. Colin Olsen just walked into the uh, building. Yeah, I saw a killer oh, right there. That's it was right. a massive right. shadow. He's, he's walking out of the uh, the control room now. He's, yeah. he's leaving. Yeah. Oh. Just the shadow that is killer. Oh, now he's coming in here. Oh, no, see, no, right see, now, now you've upset him. He's walking in. Even yeah. with the hat pulled low, I could see that killer was well, walking Well, now he's right room. behind you. Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> the darkness. Kellen Olsen. Not the darkness. I can see you up there, Kellen. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. <laughs> Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, Kellen has just walked into the building, um, so we don't have to give our impressions of the of the press conference today. We can ask Kellen for his. Kellen, how you doing? That's how Erin Maloney works. I say, hey, how are you? And yeah. she answers with, hey, do you want to come on the radio right now? <laughs> well, I'm doing too. well, Aaron, personally. Thank you. Yeah, Hi, Mel, everyone. Mel is not big on salutation. <laughs> so you know You're that. lucky she let you in the room, to be honest. I'm worried I said this out loud in the, on yeah. the air, but uh, I don't have to be here to feel the repercussions. You guys. Yeah, okay, well, okay you my brother, right now, you're coming from the Matt Ishbia press conference. I will ask you right now your thoughts on the press conference in general. Brought the energy, and <laughs> I think that's something that you want to see, and I think we want to see. I think we can use that word, because I, I was doing a uh, video thing for, for Jeremy earlier, and used the word we and kind of caught myself using it, but then I kind of realized everyone's aligned in this situation, just in terms of what we want to see change culturally for them in the building, so that everyone working there, like you guys have been around the Suns long enough, like me, to like have people in there who work in that building that you know, and we all just want to see them have a more conducive and, and less toxic workplace that they work in, and those steps have already been taking place over the last couple of months since Sarver was suspended and then ultimately decided to sell the team but this is where the real progress should begin and you want to see the type of energy that Matt Ishbia brought in that regard. Like We're going to talk about basketball in a second of course but that is the most important part of this story is that he is going to help change and everything we've heard from UWM, his, his mortgage business and everything has been great in terms of how great of a place it is to work and you hope the same can be brought uh, to the Suns because that ultimately is, is what matters for them and it's going to translate. It's going to make them come across as a, as a better organization, and, and that matters. You asked uh, the question, at least that was on my mind, and I think on a lot of people's minds, of you know how much are you willing to spend? Because you're already spending a lot as the Phoenix Suns. You're not buying the 30th team in the league. You're buying a, a title contender. Uh, did you like his answer? <laughs> Why am I just getting silenced? I, I don't. I don't like being asked if uh, if I like the answers to my questions like that to people I'm probably going to be talking to again. I will choose to not like his answer. I will choose what did you to think of his answer. Hey, thank did you. you See, that there you go. That that's much better. Uh, look, he's not going to sit here and say, "Yeah, we'll have a hundred and fifty million dollar tax bill this year." I don't care. Sure, anything for winning. That's that's the answer you would hope for if you're a Suns fan, obviously. But I think that you wanted to hear. The type of thought process is taking place already, and it was interesting to hear him compare long and short term, just kind of looking at short term, long term game gain and that kind of stuff. So is spending for him, the businessman, of course, is spending another forty seven million dollars on their tax bill this year for the sake of chasing the championship this year going to be worth it for them in the long term outlook of their entire business. That's the type of thing the guys in his position have to think about. And guess what? Get a lot of money for making those types of decisions and making them right a lot of the time. So. 
I, I think that ultimately is what it came down to from his answer, and that's why I hesitated because I, I I didn't like or dislike the answer any either other way. It was it was more of what I expected, but it's just something that, like you said, I think was is on everyone's mind because as I phrase the question, it's a unique time. The trade deadline is tomorrow, and yeah. he got and he got appointed two days ago, so the timing couldn't be. I doubt there's been an ownership transition like this that has happened like this like a day before free agency or something like that. Like That's the equivalent of what we're talking about right now. Well, the best part is he's going to join us in like five minutes so we can ask him if he liked your question next and we get the full story on this. Sweet. Did you like the focus four, as I'm calling it, the four points that he pointed out right there? Did you think that was impressive? Yeah, he was a very impressive guy to hear. Now I'm just going to like talk about him like being awesome, thinking that he could be... He's not listening right now, but he could <laughs> he's, hear He's this. actually not listening because I know he's talking to somebody else right now. So you can say whatever you want. <laughs> he was terrible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, was, he was very impressive in that regard, Wolf, and, and I think you... You know I'm, I'm, I loved I'm, it. You I'm, know I did. Yeah, I I'm spoke sure. to Wolf. You, you had to. Yeah, I'm sure there are there are people in his position as someone who has made as much money as he have and has been as successful as he has. I was reading up on a lot more of his history in the mortgage business the last couple of days because of the Dan Gilbert thing and in that funny little lead in, and you just read about the rapid rise of of his program and just his his um, company. So with that kind of thing in mind, you know that acumen is there, but then when you when you see the person, sometimes it's, it's a different result in terms of seeing out their thought process. Sometimes those pe- kinds of people talk and you don't really see where it comes from exactly in terms of like deleting the people and directing them. So he is a hundred million percent yeah. that guy. And I'm sure that the phrase that you loved a lot was he's going to dig into the weeds. He's going to get into the weeds yes. here and he's going to be very active. He said, yes, I'll be living in Michigan, staying with my kids over there for the time being. But it sounds like he's going to be, be back and forth all the time and, and be very involved, which, hey, if you pay two point three, two point six billion. Whatever they whatever they did for for the valuation of four billion, uh, you would want to be involved. Yeah, I would. I think that's fair, Callan. Thank you for letting us drag you in here, and now you have to go because we have to interview Matt Ishbia. Have fun. Thank you for the uh, the time. Right Thank there. you, Killer. Uh, and I will say this for the record: I did like the answer to Kellen's question, partially because of what Kellen just said. It it focused on. I read it as what would hold him up and on spending money on something was if it were a bad trade for the future, like the actual player, not not so much. Oh, that's going to cost me a few extra dollars. It was more like, am I going to trade away a guy that has a bright future for a rental right now? Maybe, but I'm going to let the basketball guys make the decisions. Now, maybe I'm interpreting that more positively or optimistically than I should. Well, they uh, definitely made a splash, as I said. Um but uh, yeah, that's about as big a splash as you you can as you can make. Um, but anyway, uh, that is the show. I said I was gonna uh, wait till the end of the show to kind of uh, go, you know kind of go over some of the reaction uh, via uh, social media. Uh, you know, there's you know one guy says only in Arizona do people cry about getting Kevin Durant. Um, and, uh, of course, a lot of people talking about giving up bridges uh, for a 34-year-old injured uh, player. Um, it uh, sucks to lose bridges and cam. Um, not worth it. Uh, no, I really like these guys. Um, what a dumb move. Um, not worth the deal. Um, this deal was inevitable. Um, you know, so on and so forth. Some people saying, like, hey, let's go. Um, and, uh, so, so it's mixed, it's mixed, uh, a lot of what you think, but, uh, you know, I, I, some more, I see more comments of not liking it 
And like I said, I don't know how I feel about it necessarily. But if you want to tell me how you feel about it, please feel free to do so. Um, BigSkySportsTalk at gmail.com. You can. Um, or uh, Facebook and Instagram at BigSkySportsTalk, most certainly. Um, I shared uh, on Facebook the on the Facebook page at Big Sky Sports Talk on Facebook um, the uh, um, breaking news of Ke- Kevin Durant. So you can comment on my shared post if you want to, and uh, kind of weigh in on how you feel about it. Um, but uh, you know, like I said, we'll see how it happens. If he wins a championship. It would de- definitely be worth it because it's been a long time coming for Phoenix Suns fans. Um, find the show any way you can. Um, you can uh, listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, and hit that bell notification so you don't miss out. Um, until tomorrow, we've got a couple of games tomorrow, um, and uh, we'll be rock and rolling. Thank you. <laughs>